Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Today, I'm joined by the coach of the Washington football team, Ron Rivera, as we go over a number of items. His relationship with Chase Young, the importance of Terry McLaurin. He's saying what you want to hear, at least part of what you want to hear. Why he thinks the roster is in good shape now to go be aggressive to get a quarterback, and how Rivera views the season and how they can avoid some of the slow starts in the future. Don't forget you can read my work on ESPN.com. One reason Ron Rivera is optimistic stems from Antonio Gibson's finish this season, not just in the finale, but overall. I wrote about Gibson's strong finish for ESPN.com. Check it out. One thing I didn't do is ask Rivera about specific quarterbacks they might target. Players are still under contract, so we can't talk about individual players. And I'll have other guests on during the offseason to discuss individual quarterbacks, whether they're in college or free agents, whatever. So stay tuned for those. And I have another good guest for Monday, former Washington tight end Logan Paulson. With that, let's get to my conversation with Ron Rivera. How receptive is Chase Young to Rivera's thoughts what the young end should be doing. How can they make quicker evaluations on players? Well, Ron, before we get into the meat of the questions, all that, I do want to start with your health because it has been a year. And I know in talking to you throughout the year and you talking to us that it's been a process to get back to your full health. Where are you at right now? And how did this season go for you in terms of your health and, and getting through it? Thanks for asking, John. It, it, you know, it's gone pretty well. I mean, I've been very fortunate. Um, you know, uh, things have gone well. They're progressing the way they're supposed to so far. Um, you know, I do have some checkups still. I have to go through this process for the next uh, three and a half years left to go mm. uh, before I get the all clear. Because, um, you know, you got to continually go through this. So uh, that's where I am with that. Uh, like I said, I've been very fortunate. Things are continuing to go well. Um, I did strain my vocal cords, I think, last week or two weeks ago, and, and they've been bugging me, which is kind of a bummer. Um, but other than that, everything else has been fine. Did that have to do something with like holding calls, not call their mate, or just 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 a bad stretch? Oh no, it had something to do with uh, yeah, uh, not agreeing with what was and what. Okay, okay, there, there you go. I figure, I figure that. Was there a tough point during the season because of the health, or did you feel like you could do what you wanted to do? No, there's still, you know, there's still some things that limit me. You know, obviously, one of the things I still deal with is the fatigue right now. You know, I still get pretty, pretty fatigued by the end of the day. And it um, it, it does wear on me a little bit. I still have some neuropathy that that'll kick up and, and I do get some ringing in my ear. And every now and then I get a little bit of that brain fog. But, um, you know, and, and I've talked to um, other people who have gone through similar situations and they all say the same thing. It just takes time. You just got to keep working yourself through it. And how, like, as far as like, I know last year you'd have, you know, your wife would have to come get you sometimes. Did you have to make adjustments this year because of it? Or did you feel no. like, you know, you were able to handle more? No, I was fine. Um, I handled a little bit more um, and a little bit more and more each, each time, but um, I'm not where I want to be, not where I used to be. Uh, so, you know, hopefully I'll, I'll continue and, and get better. And this will, this will really kind of come to an end um, where I will be able to do the things that, that I believe I need to do to continue to help us. Is there one or two things that you say, like you're kind of anxious to getting back to being able to do? I think, you know, get a little bit more involved in practice. 
Okay. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm back there, blow the whistle and, you know, and, and you know, I, I do urge the guys on, but, you know, I'm used to getting a little bit more into the middle of it. And um, right now I'm just slowly kind of working my way through that. Let's get back to the field now. In going, looking at, since this is recent, the last game, and I know, you know, people can take whatever they want from the last game and, and all that, but what we saw from Antonio Gibson and some of the young blockers, Cosme, Bates, when you look at that game, regardless of who's the quarterback next year, do you look at that and say that should be the identity moving forward? Oh, it most certainly is part of the identity. Um, I won't say that's the identity. Okay. I think it's a big part of it, though. I think running the football and being physical at the point of attack is important. It sets the tone and tempo for the rest of the team. So I think that's that's an important avenue um, as far as looking at what we got to get better at. I do like the way we ran the ball. I do like the growth that we've seen from Antonio. And, and to your point, I appreciate the way the young blockers played. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a couple of games where you go back, you know, most recently, I, I think it was Dallas, um, where if you look at it, uh, at one point from John Bates lining up at the right tight end position to Cosme, to Sadiq Charles, to Keith Ismail, we had a second-year, second-year rookie, rookie lining up, blocking and on this particular play, if you get a chance, and I'll, I'll try and find it for you, they form almost the perfect U pocket mm-hmm. with on the left side, Leno and Eric Flowers blocking up their guys. I mean, it it's one of those that if you take a picture of it and you sit there and go, man, if our quarterback's got that every play, you know, we can make some things happen. I mean, it, but it, but like you said, it gives you pause for a lot of positive thoughts going, man, the, 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 these young guys have a chance to really help us going forward. And then the second half, when you get to that four-game win streak, that it was powered by run game, defense, yep. and all that. Did it take a little bit longer than you had hoped to get to that identity, or what was going on in the first eight games that maybe prevented you from getting there? Well, I think part of it was, you know, getting in the, in the, in the type of games we played where right. we, we were either coming back or, you know, we're right in the middle of it. So we had to uh, throw the ball. But when we come in out of the, out of the bye, one of the things that we did feel that, that we really gained from the little quick um, – um, self-scout you got was that, you know, as a, as an offense, if we run the ball a little bit more, you know, and, and be more effective with specific runs, we give ourselves a better chance. And so coming out of it, we were consciously thinking about running the ball and lo and behold, it really kind of gave us, you know, some, some opportunities. The thing that was really cool about it and going back now and looking at it in the last five games we won, the one thing we did was ran the ball a minimum of six more times per game. Right. Okay. And if you average that out, six more runs, that's about two and a half to three minutes of, of football um, where you're not exposing your defense, where you're not allowing the opposing offense to score, um, and you're creating better opportunities for your, for your offense to get into third and shorts. And that really showed we were more effective on third downs. We had better third down productivity. Um that really helped and took pressure off our quarterback. And that gave us opportunities to win football games. So these are all things that we've looked at. And, and to your question earlier about, is that what the identity needs to look like? And I say, yeah, that'd be a big part of what it needs to look like. And then even in the first part, because like you said, you had the chance during the bye week and you know, you can sit here, you meaning skeptics, critics, or second guesses, whatever, whatever you want to call them. And you can say like, well, you know, what takes so long to get there? How hard is it to self scout during that part of the season to, to prevent, you know, and I know that some of it was game situation. Maybe the defense isn't holding teams quite as well, too. That's part of it. But is there is it harder to self-scout before that bye week? 
Uh, it is a little bit, um, but but really the, the 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 hard part is it comes down to how the game is. What's the flow of the game? Are you in a, in a situation where you do have to throw the ball? You know, do you get away from the game plan that you'd originally had? And and that happened a few times. And 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 you wanted to say, man, if we could just stick to this, if we could get that going again, you know, that really helps. And then you know, we got a nice run. We got to where we needed to be at six and six. And unfortunately, you know, then we have the COVID right. outbreak, and, and and then some of the injuries that we had sustained really kind of set us back a little bit. When you look at the season, it's I'm not sure I've covered a season that had as many roller coaster situations with this. So you look at the last part of the year and you can say, you get these guys back healthy. You don't have COVID. It's a different team. Then you look at the first part of the year and say, but that was a team and they didn't start the way you wanted them to. So how do you go back? How hard is it to go back and assess a season like this? Because it just seemed like there were so many peaks and valleys that, you know, to make sure you're assessing the entire situation correctly. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I see what you're saying, John. I think the biggest thing that comes from it is what was the issues early on? And, and, and truthfully, you look at it and it points right to on defense, third down. Mm-hmm. And the crazy part about it is you look at the third down and the thing that that was really kind of interesting is, you know, we were in the top 10 and pressuring quarterbacks. Um, we didn't have sack numbers like right. people had expected, but we were still there pressuring the quarterbacks. So, you know, there, there are some things that that happened early that really kind of you know, set us back. And the biggest, obviously, was we didn't have the pass rush in sync. Then right. as we started to get better and better with the pass rush, you start seeing the secondary start to really come together. You know, we had some communication issues early on. We had young, not the young guys, but new guys working together and took a little bit while for them to gel and for us to understand really the things that we needed to, to, to you know, stick with and use that gave us the best opportunity. So there was a little bit of growth as we went through it. And I think getting into the bye week at the time we did really helped us in terms of kind of formulating what we had to do and how we had to do it. Look, going forward, what kind of things can you do to make sure like some of those early adjustments, maybe from your evaluation of a player or what you see from a guy that you can get to those evaluations quicker, whether it's like, you know, you brought up with Jamin, you find out that he's better outside, Landon better up closer. How can you get to those decisions quicker? Is there a way to do that? Well, I think, you know, a little bit of it too is, you know, some of the things that we did, we, we, we pushed to see if we can continue, you know, and, and, and see if it would come sooner. Okay. Um, I think some of those things would be, hey, you know what, this isn't working. Let's just go to the next one right away. Uh, I think that's something that we have to do because, you know, we, we made a conscious effort early in the season to see you know, if we can get away with, with, with the four-man rush and, and play right. seven back. So pressuring wasn't something we did early on. And then we began to pressure, and, you know, now all of a sudden you start, see it start coming together. So you know, instead of trying to stick with something that maybe a little bit longer than we needed to, um, I think something that we have to examine even closer as, as, as the season unfolds next year. But also because I'm, I'm wondering too, the, the strategy for a lot of coaches, not just here, but all around the league is to not play a lot of guys in the preseason who are key players. Does that make it harder to evaluate? And is there a way, again, is there a way to help that, whether through joint practices or something else to help yes. with that? No, and I, 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 that is something that we are going to most certainly look at because, you know, the, the joint practice is something that I've, I've, I've kind of liked. Uh, we've done it in the past when I was in Carolina. I you know, would like to have done it here, but with the COVID last right, year, we couldn't right. do it. And this past season, you know, we had an obligation to go down to Richmond. And so we had to try and work something out. So this year we said, you know, let's take care of our obligations and then we'll see what next year brings us.
looking at the quarterback because that's obviously a big part of this offseason. And, you know, how much when you're looking at it, what do you see from the roster? Because a year ago was the, it was more like, OK, when you guys are in a position, then you can be aggressive the way San Francisco was, et cetera. So what did you see from this roster that tells you that maybe now is a better time to go do that? Well, I, I like the way the offensive line played. You know, if you think about it, we were rated the sixth best offensive line in the league, six out of the 32. This is all taking into account that hopefully everybody's back, but right. we get everybody back. You know, I like the tight end position. Logan, Bates, Seals-Jones, Samus. I think that's a good group. Um, I like our wide receiver group. Again, everybody comes back healthy, ready to roll. You're going to feel pretty good about that group, feeling that we have playmakers around our quarterback. Um, I like the development of our running game. You know, I think I, uh, I, I really do think Antonio took a big step this year going forward. And then defensively, if, if we can get things squared away and, 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 you know, fill some of the spots we feel we need to, I think we have what we want defensively. And really, we, we can be pretty good, I think, because we have the kind of guys um, that you need. And when we have guys that can make plays that showed at one point they are impact players. Uh, we just got to get it going. And is it is it can it be difficult when you're trying to evaluate where everything is at in this situation? And again, we don't know what's going to happen to quarterback because there are a lot of variables, who's available, et cetera. But do you have to sit there and weigh it where you say, okay, we're making decisions, not because making this decision, not because of, hey, it's going to my third year, I need to get this, versus we are at that right spot. Is that a hard evaluation? Is it hard to be, you know, I mean, is it hard to always be honest about that or how yes. do you make sure you are? No, and you're right. I, I, it is hard to be honest because, you know, we do look at things, or at least I do. I look at things with rose colored glasses. I'm an optimist. And I think as you look at things, say, man, I feel pretty good about this. But to me, you know, to look at our offensive line and, and feel like, hey, that's a pretty good group. I mean, mm -hmm. that's, you know, the, the league feels it's a pretty good group telling us it's, you know, mm -hmm. the sixth best one. But I just look at that and just feel that we are. You know, last year when we went into to the offseason, we, we looked. We looked for a quarterback. Um, and, and for what people wanted, um, we would have we would have to give up too much capital. And, and so we, we, we said, OK, this is what we're going to do. And we did it. Now, in the meantime, you know, we, we, we get some pieces that we feel are pretty good. And we found out about some guys that we feel can help us. I like the way the offensive line is set up. I like the tight end position. Again, I like the receivers. Right. Again, the development of the running running game, you know, and, and hopefully you can get the healthy JD back as well. So the thing that you always say is, at least this is what, you know, I grew up on, and that is you have a quarterback, franchise quarterback. You've got to be able to protect them and put playmakers around them. Well, we kind of did it the other way. We set ourselves up to be able to protect the quarterback. Now you got playmakers around them. I mean, so it's set. Now let's see if we can find that guy and plug that guy in and see what happens. What's the number one trait you would look for in a quarterback? You know, getting past the true obvious ones, you know, right. athletic ability and an arm that can make all the throws. To me, it, it's, it's decision-making and quick twitch. Hmm. By quick twitch, what we mean is, okay, if I see what I need to see, I'm making that decision. Right. Now I have the ability to get it out. You know what I mean? Some guys, it takes a little bit. Okay, I see it. But now I got to get my body over in position. Right. Now I got to take this long delivery. Whereas, hey, I see it, bam, I throw it. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. what you're looking for is a guy who can make quick decisions and has the quick twitch to get the ball out. Mobility has been such a big word with quarterbacks lately. How big a factor is that for you? 
that that to me goes to to the obvious athletic okay. ability because in watching some of the play the last couple of weeks and and really trying to you know do some evaluations on what's going on in the league, if you watch some of these teams that that are winning, and you sit there and you go, oh my gosh, this guy, look how he extends the play, look how he feels that, mm-hmm. and just kind of shuffles to the side, delivers the ball. Then you watch Tom Brady and you <laughs> see how Tom Brady gets it. Okay team's best pass rusher lines up to the left side of their offense. Ball gets snapped. Tom doesn't stand in the pocket. He starts drifting away from his left side, going to his right. So he's working away from that pass rush. Okay. And then he delivers the ball. So it's just enough of pocket awareness, enough mobility to say, okay, if they're going to line their best pass rusher up over here to this side, when I take that snap, I'm going to start filtering myself to my left. Okay. So Again, you want guys that understand those things, guys that have the mobility to understand those things and move themselves out of harm's way. Speaking of the line, Brandon Sheriff going to be a free agent. Do you, is there, what's your level of optimism? Because nothing's obviously been done. And as Martin said, you guys made him an offer that would have made him the highest paid guard. Is there optimism that you could get it done? Or do you, what, what do you think? That's a tough one, John, just because of that. And, and, and right. we have to see, you know, it, it's about the number. It's about having the right number. And, you know, it's tough just because of, of, of who, he mean, who he is and what he means to us, too. And then Terry McLaurin, I know you said the other day that you want to wait and evaluate everything, which is fair. But, you know, he's a guy that obviously would mean a lot. And, I, and you know, the fan base would revolt if he isn't here for the next 10 years. But how do you like when you're in a guy, have a guy like in that situation, what is a typical evaluation or when would you typically get into a negotiation to extend? Do you like to do it before for agency before others set the market or after when you know what your future cap spending is? Well, I think there's, there's a combination of everything. I mean, the biggest thing we're doing right now as we go through this whole process is we're going to map out the priorities. And when we know right now the priority is quarterback. The next question after that is, is where are we going to get that guy? Now, if you do certain things, it allows for you to do other things right away. Right. If you do something else, you got to slow down, look at it and say, okay, hey, we can get this done now. Let's get it done. Or, hey, you know what, let's wait a little bit, and then we can get it done. Um, but I will tell you, Terry is one of our priorities, you know, and I'm not going to kid about that because the young man is the right kind of guy. He's 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 the guy that is one of the faces of this franchise, and let's be honest. I mean, I get it, you know, and I know every time we talk about him, you know, and, and his agent just puts a little mark down. <laughs> There's a li- he just probably said cha-ching right now, too. So, <laughs> I mean, but, you know, and, and, and I get it because that's just kind of the nature of what's happened. And then um, just a couple more. So defensive line, Chase, you know, you had talked about wanting Chase to be here for OTAs. He basically told us he still wasn't quite sure if he was going to do it. Does that signal, you know, how, how do you feel your talks have been with him? The outside world wonders if there's a disconnect there. I'm curious from your perspective what, it, what it's like. With Chase, I think the biggest thing with, with, with Chase more than anything else is, is again, it's understanding the, the, the role and what it requires more than anything else. You know, he's a guy that, you know, put a lot of pressure on himself. And, 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 and I think the expectations really got to him because as, as, you know, things didn't happen as quickly as he had hoped, you could see him really press. And I think it's just getting an understanding and a feel for what does he have to do to help make himself successful. And part of it to me is, hey, understanding, you know, what's your role in this whole thing as opposed to what's expected. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's, it's, it, it can't be about, oh, they expect 10 sacks. Well, 
you know, how do I get them? Well, if, if I, if I, if I play just this role where I'm, I'm here and I'm, this is what I'm doing, man, I'm not going to get that. So he's going to get impatient. No, we mm. just got to stick with it, stick with it, trust it. And that's one of the things that, you know, we've got to get him to understand because he's a young man that's got such dynamic talent yeah. and really, you know, and, and I say, this is the play doesn't care who makes it. So if I'm where I'm supposed to be, the play can come to me. And, and that's one of the things that, you know, young guys that want to make plays have to understand, you know, you can want to make a play all you want, but you've got to make it within the confines of what we do. Cause if not, uh, they can find that hole. They can find that opening. They can find that place that they can, you know, exploit. It doesn't seem like it'd be hard for him to get back to the trajectory he was on after his rookie year, just in some ways. And you talked about this too, the stutter stepping kind of go back to the violent strikes. How, how quickly could he get back to that in your mind? Oh, I think quickly. I, I think the thing that, you know, and, and, and part of our discussions, you know, my, my talking with him was, you know, you're a power player. Use that. Use, use what you do best. He's got a great get off. He plays with good leverage and he's got good strength. Let's use that. Let's not take one of your strengths and, 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 and not, use it to the best of its ability. I mean, to me, when, 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 when you want to, you want to counter and be a finesse guy, you're not taking advantage of what you do best. Um, now there's a time where you can use it and incorporate it, where you come out, you might stutter and all of a sudden you go from the stutter to power, use a long arm technique, or you come out and you stutter and then you use, a, um, you use a, uh, an underneath move where you rip through it. Now you're incorporating what you do best to me, and that's your power. And that's what he is. He is a power player. And, and, and somewhere along the lines, you know, it, it, somebody told him, hey, man, use this and do this. And, you know, and, and, and let's don't think about this. Let's go and do what you do naturally. That's, that's, that's my message to him because he's such a dynamic player. How receptive has he been to those discussions? Oh, he's been great. <laughs> he really has. He, he came in and we sat down and we started talking. And, and I told him, I said, you know, dude, you remind me so much of, of Cam Newton, the guy that just wants it so bad, but has to learn the way to go about it. Mm. Once Cam figured it out, man, you know, he had that stretch for, for his first seven seasons where it was terrific. And then unfortunately he hurts the shoulder right. with, with chase. It's he wants it so bad that I think once he understands how to go out and, and really accomplish those things and work within, you know, what we do and how we do it, it's going to benefit him even more. And, and the light bulb will go off. And when it does, he can get back to form. He's going to be dynamic. Do you feel like you can keep all that D-line group together? Like if, even if you go out and get a guy, you know, cause obviously Deron Payne will be the next one. So do you, what, what's your level of confidence and ability to get that done? Do you, or do you feel like you may have to move somebody in the next year or two? I think if, if you can, if you can get the right guy and structure it the right way, you can get it done. It might take a little bit of time. Um, but if you put yourself in position, which I think we can, um, you know, we, we, we got to be diligent with some things. You want to be able to keep that, that up front and intact. Cause, cause again, if, if that group plays to its ability, like we saw during that four game run, uh, during their winning streak, and it's a pretty dynamic group. It takes a lot of pressure off the secondary. Last thing, when you took this job, where did you see your, the, this, you know, where things were going after two years? Are you a, about where you thought you might be uh, ahead behind where, where are you compared to when you first took over? I feel good about where we are. I do, John. I, and I did make the statement that third year is when you make this, you make the, the, the jump. And, 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 and I'm not going to back off of that because I still feel we have a pretty good roster right now. If we can hit on a couple of things, 
I think that puts us in position to be competitive, if not more, more so than competitive. Um, but I, I know I'm, I'm, I'm taking a big risk by saying it, but I'm not going to back down. I'm, I'm going to come out and do the best we can. And I just feel that we have some decent pieces. We really do better than decent. We have good pieces. Now it's a matter of, you know, finalizing that, putting those last couple of pieces into place. Ron, thanks a lot. All right, John. Appreciate it. That's it for this episode. Thanks to Ron Rivera for joining me. And thank you, as always, for tuning in. I'll be back with another episode Monday, talking with former Washington tight end Logan Paulson as we go over a number of players. Talk to you next time.